T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome in to Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Thanks so much for listening. Wherever and whenever you're listening, it's probably beer o'clock, and we've got a lot of good stuff coming up for you right here on the podcast starting right now. Welcome back into Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Thank you guys so much for listening. As we, always. As always, every single week. We love you guys. We've actually only missed one week because of virus. Yeah. And uh, then the next week we did our own dry open, which was kind of awkward and fun at the same time. <laughs> we were just like, like doing like random stuff. Um, yeah, we've been doing this every single week since we started last year, except for once. So thank you guys so much for listening every single week. Uh, wherever you find us, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Radio.com, Google Play, Stitcher, Omni, or just our posts on social media, we're at Instagram.com slash Beers on Us. I'm at MikeLynch27 on Twitter. Patrick's at PDD085, his personal account on Instagram. Uh, thank you guys wherever you wherever you've been finding us and interacting with us. It's been a lot of fun so far. We appreciate it. And we've got a very, very quick hit episode for you today. It's been one of those weeks, just both of us busy, work schedules not matching up super well. So we've but got we're a, still here. We are here. There's a beer in front of us. Patrick's wearing a Halloween costume, sort of. Sort of. Like half of a Halloween costume. I'm just I I they are like, what are you for Halloween this year? And I've decided I'm an eighties TV cop star. Okay. Because I got sunglasses too. Yeah, you're like a, in a buddy cop flick. Yeah, it was. It was. I just threw on this giant wig that reminds me of my hair when I was younger. You're Starsky and, or Hutch. Yeah, and I've got sunglasses. It's a great excuse to wear sunglasses at night because only douche rods do that. And sometimes I like being a douche rod. So Halloween lets me get away with it. Well, he's in a half costume. He ran here from work, sitting in boatloads of traffic. Oh, it's an absolute nightmare out there right now. <laughs> Apparently some pickup truck hit some semi with oil and I-5 North is shut down like right by my house. I have no idea how I'm getting home. You're well, going to take all good, side streets, baby. I've got a good idea, but it's not going to be pretty. No, you're going to you're going to go ahead and cross the Ross Island Bridge and try to take uh MLK up, aren't you? That's what I'm going to try to do, yeah. Oh, just go to Google Maps. It'll tell you this the fastest way. Yeah, I, I'm going to use Waze. Well, the same. They're on, yeah, my, they're yeah. on my Google Maps. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to try and figure this out. 405 northbound is an absolute nightmare. An absolute nightmare. Because everyone's being directed there because 5 North is closed. Right. And so you've got four lanes with only two exits, and neither of them are the main exit that people want. One's 84 South, and one's Kirby that drops you kind of by uh, the Moda Center. Yeah. Uh, and I under I imagine MLK is a complete disaster right now, but it's the only way I'm going to be able to get home. Here's here's a thought: Why not take Ross Island mm-hmm. and just stay on Powell until 205 and go as far out of the way as you can and wind back towards towards North Portland? That would take me 45 minutes. Would it? Yeah. Do you think there'd be a lot of traffic doing that? Um, because I think MLK will take you 45 minutes. Yeah, gosh, I don't know. <laughs> Would you rather be sitting closer to your home uh, or driving further away but moving? I don't know. Where's the 7-Eleven and I can pick up a six-pack? 
<laughs> we'll do the six pack challenge on the way home today. Yeah, don't do Not that. Not really. We're joking. Yes, you're joking. I think. Of. I think. Um, so we got a quick hit episode for you today. Uh, we're, we're already drinking our beer of the week, so we'll just kind of talk about it at the end. But we'll we'll tell you what we're drinking. At least we're having. Ooh, that's great. It's delicious. Yeah, we're having the uh, the Pelican Bad Santa Cascadian Dark Ale, which is one of my new favorite styles from the last year. Or so all these CDAs coming out and the and the black IPAs are just so dang good. And I don't think we've had a Pelican beer before. Uh, we probably haven't. I forget that Pelican, you know, born at the beach. I, I love that, that phrase. I think that phrase is great. Yes. Uh, is, you know, a big part of why we're here today. You know, Pelican was a, was a big brewery, you know, in, in days past that they're one of the first breweries I ever went to and frequented. The first growler I ever bought was from Pelican. I think I still have it somewhere in storage. I like got rid of all my growlers, but was like, I can't get rid of that. When one. I went to the Pacific City location for the first time, which is their original spot, they had up hanging from the ceiling. It was GABF Gold Winner 2004. Yeah, what up? And you're like, ah, <laughs> oh, yes. gotcha. So that's like OG OG right there. Yeah, it's like that if you go out to Barley Browns in Baker City, there's a GABF gold for IPA for Pallet Jack out there in like 07. Yeah, and you're yeah, like, yeah. get it! Yeah. <laughs> so I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, they've got now three different locations that you could go get their beer. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the original specific city, it's probably the best location because it's right on the beach. I would agree. I've been to all three. Um, I have too. All three are nice, and they're all different. Um, and I would definitely strongly advise the PC one. Uh, now you can argue whether or not Pacific city has a lot else to do outside of that in the dunes. But, um, I mean, if you're an outdoorsy person, you go camping on the beach and you can bring your car on the beach out there. So you can do all that kind of stuff. Uh, but a great view of the second haystack rock in Pacific city. Great, great surf action out there. Yeah. A surfer. There really is. Uh, the Tillamook location's kind of just smack dab in the middle of downtown in Tillamook. Uh, it's actually really close to DeGuard's yep. new location down there. Uh, I don't think I've been in there more than once, and it's you know it's it's an average downtown kind of place. You're going to get Pelican Pelican beer. The Cannon Beach one is brand spanking new. Mm-hmm. It's, it's beautiful. Nice. Uh, lots of seating. There's two different bar areas. Uh, just a really really cool place. I think there's two bars. I think there's two bars. Yeah, and there's also like bar seating along the windows as well. Mm-hmm. There have been long waits there. Because Cannon Beach is really busy. Um, but they also have a little outdoor patio. I've been there a couple times because Cannon Beach is usually where my wife and I will go if we go out to the coast. Uh, that place is really, really nice. It's it's brand new. It's just it's one of those like new fun to be in restaurants that's fun. So And it's still open. Yeah. 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 We'll get to that in a second. <laughs> so we're drinking the CDA, the Bad Santa. They come out with this every single year around this time. I always try to get myself a six pack or three. Seven point five percent. Ooh. All right. Keep you warm at night. A little fun. A little fun tonight on a Thursday. It says you better watch out, you better not cry, you better not pout, and here's telling you what Bad Santa's arrived. Brewed for a limited time each holiday season, this mysterious dark nectar. Filled with complex flavors and aromas, toasted malt and roast character blend seamlessly with the the alluring herbal hop aroma that comes from copious amounts of fuggle hops. I don't know if I've heard of those I'm not aware of the hop, but I love the name. Bad Santa doesn't care if you've been naughty or nice as long as this beer's on your list. Well, it's been on our list today. Puns, puns, puns galore. We'll talk about the flavors at the end. Uh... Yeah, so go if you have if you haven't been to Pelican and you're listening to this podcast, it's very surprising. But uh, go out and try it from the source because it's just they've got their own little like only at the tap room beers that are there that are really cool. I had one when I went down to the Pacific City one. I want to say it was using like I don't know if this is the correct type of hop, a Zaka hops. Mm, yeah, that beer was amazing, awesome, and it was uh, only at the the tap room. And I was like, oh, I'll try that. I've never heard of that hop, and I was like, this is really really good. 
Uh, and the food's good too. So uh, go to go to Pelican if you haven't. If you have, just let us know which one your favorite location is because they've got three of them. Yeah. Um, I'm assuming they'll only stay at the beach, but it'd be cool if they open a little tap room in here downtown at some point too. It'd be yeah. nice. Well, I mean, if you, you it's kind of like Fort George that if you run the if you run your area of the coast, why leave? Exactly. You know. Um, Speaking so of, I'm headed to Astoria this weekend. Nice. So I'll be me and the lady are going to go just just for Saturday night. Uh, we're going to leave early in the day and get out there. So we'll do some Fort George. We'll do some ass, do some buoy. Uh, probably try to slide into Reach Break. They do some really cool kind of. It's like the Astoria de Garde, as one would say. So it's like a lot of wild fermentation. We'll check that out. Report back before it gets too crazy. You could drive up to Long Beach and they get a North Jetty too. That right? is true. I've been to North Jetty. I I've uh, never been there, but I know I, it's there. I've met the owner and his wife. The owner and head brewmaster. He's a former buoy guy. Very nice dude. Uh, and some sneaky good beers out there. That sounds fun. I'm very excited to hear about that next week. I love going to Astoria, mm-hmm. and uh, I, mostly just because you can go to Bowie and Fort George and mm-hmm. walk around a cool, old-fashioned, kind of creepy, kind of cool town. Yeah, totally. Especially when the weather's not great. It's like, that's the vibe of Astoria. Um, so in our Quicken episode today, we just have a couple another, uh, a couple of other bits of news, really. Yeah. It's kind of a really abbreviated in the brews episode, and it's two more breweries closing. Adios. Uh, one of them I actually haven't heard of before. So we'll start there. Okay. You said Coalition Brewing. Coalition. I'm surprised you haven't heard of them. I don't think I've heard of them before. Uh, Coalition is part of that, uh, I feel like, and they're all kind of in the same area. There's Nation, Migration, Coalition, and Culmination. Uh, and they're all kind of like in Very the similar same, sounding yeah, names. They're all kind of in a similar Sandy-esque area, 33rd and Sandy kind of wide range area. Migration is probably the furthest from all of them. Uh, but Coalition was really big they, in the sense that they were, they kind of paved the way for a lot of CBD stuff. Hmm. So they'd make a lot of IPAs with some CBD in it. Again, I don't really know, and this could be something for a podcast in the future, I don't know how much CBD does to the actual body when you're drinking it in beer. I'm not sure if the fermentation or anything like that kind of you know, burns it off or whatever, but they were big on that. And I always thought that was a good marketing ploy for them. Because no one else is doing it. You know, a lot of people want the idea of, with legal weed being a thing, want to know if that and beer can bridge a gap, whether it's medicinal or just trying to have a great time. Uh, OLCC does not allow the actual THC into beer. They keep that stuff separate for, you know. That's the great time part of the weed. Yeah, yeah. safety, safety reasons, I would imagine. It's interesting, though, because I wonder... And I've heard this, and if you're out there and you're a CBD guy and you want to correct me, feel free, but this is what I've heard, is that the dosage of CBD that goes into these products is not just beer. A ton of people are doing CBD and all sorts of things right now. Mm -hmm. It's kind of of booming. Topical creams, uh, sodas, all this kind of stuff. There's plenty of ways to get CBD. The dosage that you're getting in like a single beer is not high enough for the CBD effect to actually have an effect. Oh, really? Um I've heard that you really need to use a lot of CBD if you want it to be a pain-killing supplement and not use it. Instead of using Advil, you want to use CBD. You have to really use a high dosage of it. Interesting. And if you use if you drink it in the beer, I think it's only like 5 or 10 milligrams. And for THC, that might be a lot or enough. Mm-hmm. But for CBD, that's not really going to cut it. So, I mean, I could be completely wrong on that. That's just what I've heard. Uh, so it kind of felt a little bit more like a fad thing than an actual this will benefit you as a, as a pain-killing thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other thing is that's a tough market. 
because yeah. a lot of people are entering it all at the same time. Mm-hmm. So if you're trying to, if that's your only part of your brand, which it kind of sounds like that's kind of the way they went. It was the big hitter lately, yeah. Um, I mean, they made a bunch of, t- bunch of other styles of beer. Like they've got uh, the Kitty something red ale. I can't remember off the top of my head. So that was always a big one. And then they had like a space oh, fruit IPA. That's coalition. Yeah, you've seen this before I've seen in the, the Kitty red ale, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I've probably had that beer too. Okay, I didn't know the brewery on that one. I just I recognize the the artwork on that mm. on that bottle. Um, if that's the way you're pushing, that's a very competitive market, and I wouldn't be surprised if you get lost in the shuffle. You and know? I don't know how much you know. I think you know. I think marijuana use within the beer community is. I don't want to say rampant, but I think it's it, it's there. It's regular. Yeah, I think a lot of people that drink beer dabble in the you know yield devil's lettuce. But, uh, yeah, I, I think it's an interesting crossover that it's almost like people love to keep their beer and marijuana separate. I mean, I know as someone that doesn't smoke that much marijuana but does from time to time, any time that I'm smoking, beer is kind of like the last thing I want. Mm. So maybe that's... I often do mix the two. Yeah. Because it just amplifies the effects a little bit. So yeah, I, I don't smoke anything. I just don't like how it feels. But if I have like an edible or something... Um, I have a beer with it, and it's like, oh, I feel a little faster. Yeah, what happens to me is I just lose interest. Mm. So it's like I'll crack a beer, and if I smoke a little pot, um, I, like, forget the beer's there, and I take a sip, and I'm like, oh, that's not really what I want. And I just, my mind goes to other places. Yeah, I want ice cream, (laughs) candy bars. Uh, But what's interesting about this is that Coalition is shutting down. There's no last day. There's no goodbye party. They're done. And they're transitioning because a former brewer from Lompoc bought them out, basically. Hmm. They're renaming it to Gorges, G-O-R-G-E-S. Okay. And they are going to start brewing at that site and opening a new brewery. So that's interesting. I read that article we talked about in the brews last week. I read an article, I think it was Oregon Live, about how one of the head brewers at Lompoc had and it had some sort of thing lined up but they didn't specify looks like this is it that's so interesting so you're you're losing a brewery but you're not right but you're gaining another one and they, this gorges is going to brew there but their eventual goal is to move out to cascade locks okay so <clears throat> we are losing a portland brewery eventually right but you're but, gaining but you're gaining brewery. you're gaining gorges didn't um, uh, cascade <clears throat> locks just lose a brewery that switched towns or something or did maybe they were switching locations i can't remember what it was Ooh, i'm not sure I only what's know, the big one in cascade locks? i only know thunder island out there yeah i think thunder island was the one and they were they were either switching locations or leaving the town i can't remember which one it was i remember them talking about it i know freem is building a big facility in cascade locks just for like I think it's production like a lot or? of I think it's a lot of production uses like dry storage. I think they might be moving their barrel program out there, but what I read and this was a while ago, so things might have changed that there wasn't going to be a tap room or anything. It was really just a facility. Uh so who knows? <clears throat> Maybe Cascade Lakes becomes or Cascade Locks becomes uh the next booming thing. It's closer than Hood River. A little bit closer, yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess actually a decent amount. What is it, like 30, 40 minutes closer? Mm, maybe a little less than 30. Yeah. I mean, or just make multiple stops. Yeah, I mean, it's only an hour to hear from Hood River. Uh, Yeah, about that. With no traffic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which doesn't exist today, let me tell you. <laughs> Although generally going out that way, there's no traffic. Even if you're going at a busy time, it's yeah. like there might be more cars on the road, but you're mm-hmm. not going to sit in traffic. Um, that's interesting. So coalition's closing, but not really. Uh, I'm always kind of intrigued by those kind of things because you get new blood, right? You get right. some new... Well, I mean, I guess the Lompoc Brewer is not new blood, but you get a new brand... 
and someone who has more create more avenue to be creative because it's his own brewery. Yeah, who knows? That's always the thing. I mean, I think right now, as these last couple of episodes and what you're reading and and whether you you follow blog posts or again Oregon Live or something like that, that it seems real dangerous right now to open a brewery. You know, I I probably wouldn't invest in one unless you really really felt good about it. Uh, if you had the tools at your disposal and you had the 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 talent and the knowledge to to make it happen cuz we're seeing <clears throat> maybe not with some of the breweries that have closed lately but you know using the commons for an example you know a lot of people really respected their beer really loved their beer but it still didn't make it so I never some, had a chance to go there so sometimes making great beer doesn't necessarily mean you are sustainable so it's more than just making great beer these days it's marketing getting getting your product places and, you know, maybe that's where Coalition fell through. Maybe that's where Lompoc fell through. And hopefully, um, I, I know the guy's name. It's 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 somewhere. I just can't remember it off the top of my head. Hopefully he and his team uh, know what they're doing, you know, because we're fight We're pulling for you. We don't like talking about this stuff, but it is topical. It is it is a big thing in. Hey, we're talking about the beer industry and that mm-hmm. goes Anywhere from beer to food to branding to yeah. the business operations of breweries. I mean, it, and, it, it encapsulates it all. And Coalition might not be a Bridgeport. It might not be a Widmer. It might not be a uh, a Lompoc. But, you know, it's still a beer that I saw on shelves in countless places, grocery stores for that matter. Uh, so there you go. I mean, Adios. again, maybe to be fair, this is not the, the same experience for everybody else, but you had to tell me the name of the beer for me to remember what coalition was fair. Uh, I, I recognize the second you said that I recognize the, the sour that you talked about as well as the, uh, as well as the red, mm-hmm. I recognize the artwork. Mm-hmm. I never knew the name of that brewery. Interesting. Never. I've met the owner once crazy Irish guy. It's just maybe the marketing just wasn't good enough. I you think know, he smokes a ton of pot too. Oh well, yeah. <laughs> as we as we continue with that with that train, maybe that's why I got into CBD. <laughs> the other one that closed. This one doesn't really surprise me, but uh, it does open up one hell of a location for a brewery to move into if they want to, uh, and that's Rock Bottom. Rock Bottom is a national chain based out of Colorado, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know how many locations they have. I'm going to assume they have like 15. I know there's I, the only ones I know of are just are just. Locally, I know of the one downtown Portland, and I know of one in Bellevue in Seattle, and that one's huge. Yeah, and I would imagine that's a cash cow. So I, I, I mean, I don't know. I haven't been there in a while, but that one I would imagine is still doing well. Rock Bottom, one of the first breweries I went to in the city because, well, it's right next to Pioneer Square Mall and mm-hmm. Pioneer Square, and it's all right there, uh, Pioneer Place Mall. Excuse me. Um, so I went down there when I first moved here because my wife was living downtown going to school and it was just like we were walking over there. It's like, oh, Rock Bottom Brewing. Okay, let's go get some good food. Uh, I actually thought their food was really good there. Uh, I, I've only been a couple of times and I'm not going to lie, the beer never stood out. I don't really remember the beer. They just won a silver medal at the OBA yeah. for Fresh Hop. Isn't rem- that wild? I remember you telling me that. Um I just don't remember the beer. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was a bad experience, but it wasn't a memorable experience, yeah. if that makes sense. So I just, I'm not surprised by that in a, in a city that really, really, really cherishes breweries that are run independently and that fight for themselves and don't get bought out. I'm not surprised that a chain brewery right. closed. Um, I know it's been open here for a while. It's in a very good location, but... I think this town has gotten to a point where that will not succeed here anymore. Yeah. Um, when someone comes to Portland 
and they want brewery recommendations, people are well-versed enough in beer out here now and nationally in Oregon beer that they will give recommendations of the breweries that we talk about at nauseum on this podcast and not say rock bottom unless you don't know what you're talking about, right? Right. Unless you were a tourist once and you stayed smack dab in the middle of downtown and you saw rock bottom and I see, honestly, it's one of the only breweries in that area. Um, if you if you truly think about it, the actual business district of Portland has that, not anymore. It has the secondary rogue location at Portland State. Yeah. And what else? And then, yeah, I mean, if and if you're talking the Portland State rogue as being close, you're really close to Von Ebert Deschutes 10 Barrel. But that, uh, I'm talking business district. Yeah, yeah. You which mean, is you more mean the like, south side of Burnside. Yeah. That's, I'm, I'm thinking like, Yam Hill yep. to like market. Mm-hmm. That business district from second to second 13th. to 13th. Yeah. It was rock bottom and that little small rogue, and that was it. Mm-hmm. There's no other breweries in that area, which is kind of surprising considering a lot of people work in that section of downtown. Um, they do have the yard house, which has like 100 beers on tap, but it's not a brewery. They just have a right. lot of beer options. And that's and, in a basement. <laughs> yeah, it's also a chain. Um, if I'm forgetting any, let me know. I don't think I, I lived in that area for two years. I don't no, think I'm forgetting I don't, any. I don't think we're missing anything. I mean, yeah, it's not until you get to the Pearl. And it's not even in, oh, well, there's Old Town in Chinatown. But that's not, I, again, I'm again, talking the business district. Again, yeah, it's on the north side of Burnside. Right, south of Burnside from, I'm going to go Morrison Yam Hill to Market and then 2nd to 13th yeah. is about the range I'm thinking of because yeah, people, people who work in downtown Portland work in that area. Mm-hmm. It's all the businesses. Yep, yep. So that is a primo destination, I would think, unless maybe it just doesn't attract that many beer drinkers for a brewery to go in and open up at that rock bottom spot. Well, I think you kind of nailed it. You know, you you said it earlier, you know, the beers didn't stand out to you and uh, it's a chain. You know, I think chain is really tough in this town. I mean, do you know, have you noticed that downtown there's no McDonald's? Yep. There's no Burger King. Even in the burbs, even in some of the suburbs. There's a real reluctance to go to chains because yeah, people mean, in this area, there's so much good independent food that chains just don't cut it and yeah. chains fail too. Mm-hmm. There, I, I'm just thinking of like fast food near my house and I live in North Portland off interstate in Killingsworth. There's a Taco Bell and then in a complete different direction, there's a Wendy's and then in a complete different direction, there's an Arby's and that's kind of it. There's no Walmarts. You know, there's no target unless you get up to Jansen Beach. Yeah, I mean, this town just doesn't love chains. Yeah. I mean, there's a there's a B-dubs. There's a Buffalo Wild Wings downtown yep. that I think does all right. Because right of near its where lo- Rock Bottom was. Yeah, because I think, I think it does all right because of its location and the commercials on TV. And that's hey, a big, big chain. When, we li- when, my, when my wife and I lived downtown, again, we lived kind of near Portland State. Uh, we went to B-dubs to watch the NFL on Sundays. Yeah. And yeah. I don't like Buffalo Wild Wings. But, right. uh I, I went there because it was a great place to watch football and you could still get food and some drinks. You know? I heard they go through so much Boneyard RPM there. <laughs> so much Boneyard You know RPM. what? That is the least surprising thing yeah. you've ever said. <laughs> uh, so there you go. Rock Bottom closes. Coalition closes. There's a little tiny bit in the, in the bruise here on a quick hit for you. Yeah. I mean, we talked about this last week, but I think it bears worth repeating. Like, we, you know, I've, I've kind of, you know, alluded to this a little bit and, you know, I think if you're unless you're just completely ignorant to the scene no, no offense i mean that as like you just go to the place you like and you're not really following like like us nerds you know we saw this coming i just as i mean is this rule of threes 
You know, is this like when celebrities die, that's right. a rule of three and there's two more coming? Because that's what it feels like right now. Or are people seeing the writing on the wall sooner than we expected? Like, is Rock Bottom and Coalition the last of 2019? Who knows? There's two more months to go. And we've already seen four or five in the last two months. I think there's also a difference between a bigger name brewery closing and someone that tried and failed, you know? Uh, right, right, right. Like, like, I, Coalition, although, like I said, I didn't know them very well marketing-wise, they've been around for a while. They've been around for a little uh, bit. And obviously Rock Bottom's been around for a while. But, for example, the one that I thought of is, uh, and I've already forgotten their name because they closed, uh, Royale. Oh, Royale, yeah, Royale Brewing. They opened and closed in like a year, mm-hmm. right? It was like, oh, there's a new brewery. Oh, they're done. Yeah. That has a le- that has a lesser impact on this conversation, in my opinion, because that's more of a, hey, we tried something that didn't work out. We're going to close or we sold or whatever. But if you've been an institution in some way, shape, or form for a while and you close, I think that matters more. And you're right. Maybe we'll see more of that. You know, I just, I, there's two tiers to it for me. And, and when you hear like Lompoc and you hear Rock Bottom and you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. It's a little bit different. And and you would think that there's a lot more money behind that in terms of operations, store. I mean, I was in New Seasons uh, down by Slabtown today after I got off work and grabbed these these bad Santas, and I saw Lompoc beer on the shelf. You know, and you're kind of like, ugh. You know, I don't, I don't know if I want that right, right now. It's like, do you want that? It's like, oh, slash chance I'm going to get to have Yeah, it. yeah. I mean, there's like, like, for example, I think to back your point, near me on Interstate, there's a homebrew shop. Uh, kind of in between, where is it? It's it's in between Rosa Parks and Lombard, I believe. And they have a little small, small brewery that does, I don't know, probably like 100 barrels a year or something called Look Long. And I've seen one of their beers somewhere, but I think I wasn't, into, I wasn't interested in the style at the time. Um, but if they were to close, knock, knock, not saying they will or anything like that. If they were to close, you'd just be like, oh, yeah, it didn't make it. But, yeah, man, it's crazy. You know, what's next? I don't know. I don't want to make Thank God it- Fire on the Mountain has wings. Yes, <laughs> that is true. And their wings are some of the best in this town. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, you're right. That is, that's a good point. I don't want to make any predictions because I'm not here to like insult anybody who's doing well. I know, and I know too much, so I don't want right. to name names or anything but like the, that. But I'm sure that we'll see more. Hopefully, we'll, we're done for 2019, though. All right, let's quickly talk about this beer before we get out of here for the day. Holla, holla, holla. Um, this is delightful. <laughs> it really is. Uh, I love this style very much. Uh, and this one gives kind of... When, when you, th- I don't know, maybe this is just mental. When I see a bottle like this, a good old, what is this, 12 ounces? Mm-hmm. Uh, a good old 12 ounce bottle that comes in six packs and is generally only sold in the main supermarkets. I have a prejudgment that it's not going to be quite as good as I would maybe get on tap somewhere else. Right. Uh, or as other beers that I've gotten, you know, in a, in a can or a 22 or something. It's just, it's a pre-made judgment. This tastes like it's almost fresh off the tap. This must have been bottled really recently because this tastes really fresh to me. Yeah, I wonder if I, I don't can... know if I, I don't know if it's on this bottle or if it's going to be on the actual six pack case that you got. Ooh, I found it nine twenty six nineteen. So it's a month. It's a month, thirty days. It's within the threshold, in my opinion. I mean, this tastes fresh. It does taste fresh. I what I really like about this beer right now, um, and maybe you know, it's always hard to remember. Like if if this year's batch is better than last year's batch or two years ago, it's so hard to remember because we don't get it year round. Um, but something I'm really loving about this beer right now is the hop character is so big. Too. It's so big. It's it's dominating the roast character. The roast flavor there, 
for it being a CDA, black IPA, whatever you want to call it, is almost like a lingering effect. But it's been 45 seconds since I've taken a taste, and I still just taste hops. It's like a bold, it's almost like a malt-forward IPA. Yeah, I'm getting it right at the beginning. I get the roast. Mm -hmm. First sip, you're like, oh, I'm getting a dark beer. And then whatever whatever a fuggle hop is... I uh, love it. <laughs> comes in right in the middle, and you're like, oh, there's the hops, and then it just goes down the rest of the way with hops. This is a really good beer. It's a really great beer, and, you know, on a day like to, on the last week, if you live in Portland and you're listening to this- it's freezing. Uh, it's been really cold lately. It's been cold. It's been windy. Um, this is the kind of beer you really want right now. It's, it's We're in dark beer yeah, season, baby! Yeah, yeah. It's it's dominating my life right now at Slabtown and just kind of it breaks out as a whole because we don't have a lot of dark beer out right now. And thank, thank the dear sweet beer lords that on Monday we're tapping Mexican chocolate, Mexican coffee stout. Yeah. Like, thank God, thank God, because we get so many people. The second the weather turns, the second it turns, it's like, what do you got dark? What do you got dark? And it's not even like people like you that will drink dark beer all year round. It's just like it's almost ingrained in their brain. The switch flips and it gets cold and I want dark beer. And bless you, Pelican, for putting out bad Santa right now. Like who else? Uh, The only people I know that do CDAs on the regular is Pelican and Barley Browns. That's it. Barley Browns just won a GABF for their CDA. Um, Yeah. That's probably it. Because I think... Right- I would think if you want to include the breweries we don't like to talk about too much, Ten Barrel has the uh, Sinister, which is a black ale, which is on year-round. A former all-time favorite of Patrick Harris. Uh, I mean, but that does count as yeah, one that's out does, there for it sure. It does. Um, but yeah, I think that's that's probably it. Well, and I think, what it, I think a lot of it is, too, is we saw, you know, in 2019, the year of the lager, um, you know, we saw a lot of, you know, Schwarzbier's, whether it was Heater Allen... Uh, you know, Breakside did one, Wayfinder did one, you know, a lot of people dabbled in it. I know Grains of Wrath did one. I'm sure there's a bunch of other people I'm just not remembering off the top of my head right now. You know, the Schwartz beer came out and was kind of around all year round, so you got that roastiness, but it was that light lager body. I wonder if that was almost like, yeah, this suffices. The market is still the market, and the market's gonna want porters, they're gonna want stouts, they're gonna want some incarnation of dark beer and for me as a card carrying hoppy beer drinker that drinks hoppy beer you know I'll crack a 7.0 west coast IPA when it's 100 degrees outside and not even bat an eye people look at me like I'm crazy and I'm like you're crazy uh, so I'll f- bat a CDA or a porter at 100 degrees <laughs> yeah, in July yeah. and so right now I mean I was looking through the new seasons lot there and I was kind of looking around I was like what should we talk about I saw the Von Eber pills but I was like ah, we talk about Von Eber a lot I saw uh, a barrelic beer. I was like, ah, we talk about barrelic a lot. What, what's something we haven't? And then I saw these lonely two. Someone had broken a six pack up. These lonely oh. two bad Santas from Pelican, and it was like, that's it. Ding, ding. Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. Whoa. That's gonna do it for the quick hit episode today. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, we do want to do, do another style coming up soon. We got to finish our distribution series, which is kind of stalled temporarily. But again, schedules will be scheduled. We'll figure it out. We'll finish it. Don't you worry. And uh, we should probably find a location soon. Yeah, we got to do it on location quite soon as well. So that's all coming up in the next month or so. Um, I think what we're gonna do again before Thanksgiving is a super early release of a quick, probably a quick hit episode. Oh yeah, in a couple. We did of weeks. that last week, last year. It's I, I leave on Tuesday of Thanksgiving week. Mm-hmm. I'm not here. So we'll probably just do a really kind of another quick hit. I know it's two in a row kind of, but 
it's it's Thanksgiving, so uh, we'll have another one out out for you then, and we'll have some quick hit style location distribution all coming up in the next month or so. And hopefully next week I can let you in. I've been working with the other pubs, and you know not to not to shamelessly plug the brewery because you know if you listen to the show I don't I don't plug my job too much, but we are working about we are working on launching a very cool program. Uh, and I'm just waiting on a few emails to be answered. And once that goes live, I will tell you guys this because if you're a beer lover, especially if you're a barrel aged beer lover, not just dark beer, but some sour beers, there's really cool things coming up that I'm working on that I can give you that I, me and some other people are working on that I can give you a little heads up on and maybe you can beat the crowd. Mid November into early December. Hint, hint. Hint, hint. Hint, hint. Uh, Sours and whiskey. Holla, holla, holla. Can't wait to come home from Thanksgiving. All right. Anyway, uh, that's like a month away. Can't wait to come home already from a trip that I'm excited for a month away. In fact, I've canceled my airplane tickets. <laughs> uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Follow us on social media, Instagram.com slash beers and us. And then uh, like, subscribe, comment wherever you find us on the podcast world, radio.com, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, et cetera. Uh, wherever you find us, let us, uh, let us know what you think. Let us know what you're drinking. Keep sending us pictures. Even if we just give you a quick little like on a DM or something, we're still seeing it. Uh, it's just, you know, we're, we're seeing it in passing. And we, and, we mass- and we massively appreciate it, I promise. 100%. So uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. Traces. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.